I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds come together to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And this is episode 60! Burp. Burp? It's a very limp air horn. Well, I I thought it deserved a little bit more enthusiasm. I don't know. I thought we didn't really make much of an effort to celebrate arbitrary esque anniversaries I think, not every fifth or tenth well i think that you know tens are important okay tens are important it's episode 60 y'all well when we were episode 10 we were very excited we were excited but we were we were fresh-faced and covered in dew and placenta back then we didn't i didn't know what we were trying doing trying to keep this alive the spark ignited <laughs> <laughs> I cannot keep this enthusiasm up a whole year on my own. Listen, as as discussed last week, your man's is uh, in his brief moment of like literally the eye of the hurricane. You remember in Twister when they were just like you know trying to chain themselves to that farmhouse before the uh, yeah before the rest of the hurricane hit them. This That's is where I'm at right now. I'm just great movie. I've gone <laughs> rest in peace, Paxton. Yeah, I'm at that moment where I've been through one side of a hurricane and I'm just like I'm just chilling chaining myself to the to the water main before <laughs> making sure it's sturdy before it uh before it scoops me up and tries to pull me off into chaos and smash me into the side of a skyscraper so or a cow or a cow that's my life hey friends if you, this is the type of thing you're like man i wish i had more of that in my life there are so many ways you can get more of it so many one of them being soundcloud soundcloud.com slash geek give us a follow on there you will get a notification every time a new episode goes live as well if while you're on SoundCloud, you decide this is too much effort. Yeah, I don't really want to check in on this. You can click a button on the SoundCloud page that says subscribe and it will take you to iTunes. And, and iTunes will let you subscribe. And then once you hit subscribe in iTunes through a series of pneumatic tubes from his palatial estate... <laughs> Your man's Chauncey the Geek Down Internet Elf gets the notice that it's time to do some ear hole smashing. I think I think the next drawing we have made has got to be <laughs> Chauncey on the Iron Throne. Or... Chauncey waiting to, to get his ear hole smashing done. Yeah. Oh, but in a nice way, just so everyone knows they're not afraid. It's very delicate. Listen, yeah. listen to us. Would we ever employ somebody who would treat you poorly? No, no. we wouldn't. Because we really appreciate you guys. If you appreciate us and would like to appreciate us more, perhaps financially. We would really like that, actually. <laughs> that would be delightful. You can do that at our Patreon campaign, patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Get all the info you can possibly find there, as well as the links and blog posts and Good updates. stuff. And this week coming up. This week coming up, as we will recall, Jordan was on the verge of a nervous breakdown last week because doing everything associated with this show was starting to get to him a little bit. And one of the things that really, nobody really asked him to do, well, a couple people, but he was enjoying doing it, is the, uh, the old, the old geek down Spotify playlist. It's 10 jams of what we're into. I got an amazing compliment about it this week, actually. Uh, a listener 
and friend, because let's be honest, most people who are supporting us right now are friends. Thank you, friends. Um, informed me that listening to the Spotify playlist has totally effed up her, like, recommended tracks. <laughs> <laughs> like, her Discover Weekly playlist is just fucked now because of listening to the Geek Down playlist. It was really the sweetest thing anybody's ever said to me. That's very nice, actually, when you think about it. But special, special engagement this week where Jordan is like, nah, can't do it this week. Handing the reins over. To Kate McKinnon. I kind of stole the reins and you demanded did, I, them I was, at gunpoint. I was, I was happy to let them go. I'm going to do the playlist. It's going to be amazing. So you want to know what sort of musical accompaniment is rattling around inside that melon? I'm as eager to find out as you are, <laughs> friends. That'll go live on Tuesday. The link is provided there on the Patreon campaign feed, as well as show notes, previews for the next episodes, etc., etc. And coming soon... Maybe next weekend? I have a three-day weekend next weekend? I, I think next weekend. Perhaps next weekend we will go out and we will get Kate in a chair. And we will fully document Chair for Kate 2K17. My photo journal. What are they called? Photo journal booklet? Photo journalistic endeavor? Photo journalistic endeavor? Sure. Okay, that yeah. Works. It'll be a photo. clunky, but it works. It'll be a photo journalistic endeavor. Um, yeah, so those are all the ways you can get at us. Twitter, at GeekDownPod, email, GeekDownPod at gmail.com, and our Facebook group. Which is at www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. Come and say hey. And there are some people who have said hey that I haven't said hey back to yet. Say hey back. I am so sorry. I actually really feel this deeply. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this, I have come and said, hey, um, I haven't checked in enough lately and uh, I will do better, folks. I will do better. It's just one of those things. It's still winter. They said it was spring, but it's not actually. It's just turned into Scotland. Yeah, it's not. It's not enjoyable out there. So I'm basically just always wrapped in some sort of blanket cocoon uh, with some tea. Blanket burrito. Yeah. Uh, oh, one last point about Patreon. Yes, patrons of the $10 and up variety got their first bonus episode this week. <gasps> so exciting. Of of the, the beginning of Jordan Learns Dungeons and Dragons from Caitlin. It, it is. A, it was a quick, it was uh, definitely light and tight. Apparently when we're providing bonus episodes, we get, we're far more effective at being light and tight than we are when we're just rambling around here. But Well, we don't want, we don't want people to feel like they're missing out too much. <laughs> I mean, you're missing out because it's going to be amazing you're definitely missing out your, your man gets real loose with the production <laughs> but we don't want them to you know really feel like we're punishing them no there's no punishment we no. would never do that no we're not those type of people so kate jordan downtown toronto record show was this morning and how did it go my friend leah complained who i went with complained that you know it's 2017 like we have the technology why don't these people not take you know cards or debit cards, or like she had to run to a bank machine, uh, right? As is what usually happens with Leah. I always end up bringing more money than Leah does when we start, and Leah always ends up having to go to the cash machine. <laughs> um, it was at the Estonian House over on Broadview. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that place. Um, and I'm like, no, Leah. If there are, if you can accept debit or credit, I'm really effed. <laughs> like cash only is the only thing that makes me behave because I take out X amount of dollars, and I go, and I as we did today, spend it all <laughs> to the dollar. You got to get your money's worth. And I did. Um, Cause I was not aware that like, so there was a distributor in Canada. Of, mm-hmm. There's a music distributor called RPM. 
and they go to this show and they use this show to try and clear out some stock. Oh. So if it's like newer stuff, like I saw like Erica Badu reissues, I saw most F black on both sides, I saw Black Star. Those were not super great. They were about like what you would expect, but the benefit is it's not tax free. It's tax free. Right. Um they're just being sold flat. The harder part was the like fifteen dollar super clearance. Like what, you want those red and blue like Beatles comps that everybody had on CD when they were a kid? Yeah. Now you want them on vinyl? Yeah, 15 bucks, sure. That's good. Or the, uh, and the, sorry, they're sealed brand new, often like reissues, 180 gram, heavier vinyl type of thing. And my problem was the uh, $10 jazz bins. I can imagine. So, yeah. Yeah. That's where my last, my remaining $35 went. I feel like I'd be super into, like, 80s music if I was collecting vinyl. Yeah, you can find that there. It's, I, I do well at these shows because, listen, the vibe... There are two main shows that I tend to go to. One is the uh, one is the Gladstone show, Flipside, which is at the Gladstone twice a year. That tends to be more my vibe. It's kind of more of a DJ show. Right. So it um, has a bit more melanin in the selections. And you should tell people what you told me about what exactly you are. People keep on trying to give you, like, <laughs> records to make beats out of. Yeah, so, so some dude handed me, like, a comp of, uh, of like, just snippets of George Clinton. So here's a trumpet, just a bam, and here's a snare or whatever. He's like, I would never really use this, but maybe you want it. I was like, I don't make beats. Like, I don't, everybody always thinks I produce when I go digging in record stores because I always look for the records that, like, producers want. Yeah. But no, I said to him, I'm just more of a, I'm, a, I'm like a sample historian. I'm just, like, I'm an appreciator. I think that's awesome. I'm a break historian. I feel like... I need to something like that. Like I need to. Okay. So Jordan was amazing and got me this amazing book because he knows me so well. Just cause. Uh, there is a book called Pistols and Petico- Petticoats by Erica Janik. Um, and it's all about 175 years of lady detectives in fact and fiction. This is the greatest thing ever. Um, and I feel like you I just need see to this just... thing fall from the sky and it's like, well, if this weren't made for one person. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what kind of an advance Erica Janet got to write that book, but I'm assuming it's not much because it was made for one person, and that person is Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. So there's somebody out there um, f- making me comic books and <laughs> uh, and books about female detectives, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. But maybe I should like start, you know, trying to collect television shows or something about lady detectives. There's nothing that costs money. Yeah. That's bad that's terrible uh, but i like i said i do pretty well because the vibe this was i knew this was like the the advanced show like right. the gladstone is kind of like intermediate digging this show was like i'd never been because i know it's like super crazy like basically the the way a lot of these shows really get their money is they offer early access for like five times the admission cost <laughs> so you could have spent 25 dollars and gotten in at nine this morning oh geez and i'm not gonna lie there's some things i thought i might be able to pick up today that had already been picked over by the nine o'clock crowd but still came out with a hundred dollars worth of record 11 records for 100 bucks so yeah. i'm not terribly upset but you can tell there were some spots that were picked over because as i'm waiting in line we actually got there at a really good time when they let us prepay and just kind of hang out and wait in line you would see these people with crates and boxes. Like, people who own stores go to these shows. Yeah. To try and buy their stock. 
Um, and the vibe is, you remember Steve Buscemi's character in Ghost World? Yeah. It's a lot of that. Oh. Oh. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of old white dudes with faded t-shirts <laughs> talking right. about like, uh, to me their best period was between from like, let it bleed to like, yeah, it's a real hot take, buddy. Let's keep talking about the fucking stones and shit. Like, listen, I'm gonna put it out there. It's time for Jordan's hot take. If I'm ever in a record store and I see some young kid flipping through Beatles records, I just think that's the saddest thing and it makes me so upset. That is... You can do so much fucking better. Like, don't stop. But if you're under 20, why the fuck are you even thinking about Beatles records? Hey, I like the Beatles. You can like the Beatles. That's fine. Listen, we're not getting into the merits of the Beatles or lack thereof or what I think of the Beatles. Even though he really wants to, I can just see it on his face. Be, being first first past the post will get you a lot of, get you a lot of credit. <laughs> so I'm usually pretty good at like, I see a giant you know, table, mm-hmm. 90% of it is like punk and fucking Neil Young and, you know, Credence Clearwater Revival and shit. And then we'll be like right to the side, the jazz and funk section. And you're like, I'm <laughs> or like there. one crate of hip hop. Like, like the, so I'm like, Zoom, and I can get right in there to pull my shit. Uh, the best pull today. So I'm, I'm never going to be the guy who always buys weird records. I'm not going to have like a whole like subsection of weird records in my collection. Right. But I definitely found this one called, um, I knew it because it has a Dilla sample on it. That's so why I recognized it. And the guy was nice enough to point out that it had a Dilla sample <laughs> on it. I'm like, bruh, come on. I know. Google me. That sounded like such an asshole thing to say. <laughs> Meh. Google me. Meh. As you said when I told you the story, I literally wrote the book. Yeah. But, and that's, just, that's an awesome thing to say. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an album called... Uh, what the hell is it even called? The Sounds of Love A to Z. Now I'm getting that too. I'm just fetching, fetching back and forth. <laughs> For such a small space, it's amazing how far things can spread. The Sounds of Love. Yes, I believe it's by technically credited to a guy named Fred Miller. It's called The Sounds of Love A to Z. Sensuously synthesized. synthesized. Sin, S-I-N. Synthesized. Like we're getting sinful. Uh, and it's basically Moog blips accompanied by a woman orgasming. Yeah. I'm having a good time. You know, just chilling. <laughs> and hey, who doesn't need that in their collection? When am I ever going to play this? I don't know. But it'll definitely be a conversation starter. <laughs> um, so you had a good time. For the moment, yeah. And it's a good thing I did because I'm right back into five days of midnight in a matter of hours. But... Well, you can hear about my good time playing D&D. That was this weekend. D&Dcation was this weekend? Nerdcation. Curse, Curse of Strahd? Curse of... You remembered! Curse of Strahd! We didn't die, though we almost died a couple times. Hey, now, don't give the people too much. These are topics from the bonus ep. Uh, Walls full of rats and whatnot. It's it's true. Um, Strahd did show up. <gasps> I tried to do, like, a jump off a shield, and it was like... <laughs> it was like... It was like having a, a fly, like like touch his face like it, 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 there's no he doesn't even care Strahd was like bitch yeah please um it was lots and lots of fun and uh and i want to segue this in into news actually do it um because one of the there isn't a lot out there right now it's a lot of repeat stuff which we will get into a little bit but um i did come across a really interesting article so i'm gonna, I'm gonna do that loud turning the page thing. your papers I just wish I could have one of those floating computers from uh, Minority Report and just like be like, boop. But no, I've used pen and paper. Um, 
So there is an article um, on io9 slash Kotaku uh, written by Cecilia uh, Dan... Denastasio, I think it is. She writes about anime a lot. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. Um, and she's uh, written an article about how to get into D&D, if you're interested. Cool. Um, and it was really well written. She's got some great tips in there, some important stuff about snacks, um, some important stuff about, you know, uh, getting people together and what really you should aim for and the things you'll need. Um, so if anyone is interested in getting into D&D... Um, definitely read that article. Also, again, if you're a patron, um, come on down and watch our bon- or listen to our bonus episodes because I will be going through all of that with Jordan. Um, we're going on an adventure, friends. We're going on an adventure. Anyways, I just thought that was really interesting because you don't see a lot of stuff like that. At least I haven't come across a lot of sort of mainstream stories like that. So um, especially, you know what? It's just a fun old time. <laughs> just good old fun, you know. Good old fun. Yeah. Wholesome. <laughs> Stabbing werewolves and and beheading getting, things. Getting smited by vampire lords. And setting things on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I, I mean, that that's to segue, segue us in. Do you have any other news in particular? Uh, I have a couple things I can get into. Before I get into this properly, though, Kate, I, I need a little f- refreshment. Okay. If I can for a moment. Do you mind if I pour myself a cool glass of weeb tea? <laughs> no, not at all. We always love uh, Weeb Tears here. We do love Weeb Tears. <laughs> mm. You want some of this? Uh, yeah, I'll take some Weeb Tears. Poor Kate, glass of Weeb Tears? I don't usually, but in this case I will. It's nice to partake sometimes. Yeah. Oh, there you are, my dear. Yeah. Hey, come by. Oh, yeah. you know what? Slash kava. Yeah, those mm, That's those good are, Weeb Tears. That's good Weeb Tears. Uh, so what are they crying about today? So the trailer for Netflix's Death Note yes. came out. Nobody is happy about this. I, I actually saw it and was, I don't even know Death Note really, but I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> no one is happy about this, uh, primarily because it looks like Final Destination and Death Note gets held up for being like, it's a battle of wits, bruh. No, it ain't. Death Note ain't that good. We don't need, that's a topic for another day, but like. If Death Note didn't have a new rule about the Death Note that popped up every, like, 15 minutes, <laughs> the series would have been, like, two episodes long. Right. Um, but I will still check it out because it's really pissing weebs off. And uh, Keith Stanfield plays the, like, eccentric cat of the cat and mouse game. Right. Um, named L. And I will listen. He was Darius in Atlanta. I'll watch anything that dude's in. And there was somebody caught a still shot of him. L lives on, like, nothing but cakes and candies and, like, always squats on chairs. Right. Like, he sits on chairs like a cat, like, feet on the chair. Uh, it was a shot of him talking to Light, the main character, and he was in that squat position on a chair. So, I was like, yeah, he's doing enough. He's fine. He'll it'll yeah. be fine. Um, but anyway, so the main character, as happens, is now no longer Light Yagami. It's like Light turner or johnson or something right that's not exactly the issue we were talking about here so there's this youtuber i think his name's yuta he does like learn japanese with yuta type videos he lives in japan he's bilingual and what he does a lot of and gets him a lot of views and a lot of traction is he will be like what do japanese people think about x so right. he's done what do japanese people think about weeaboos he's done this and he had one last week that was what do japanese people think about whitewashing right surprise japanese people don't really care 
It's not a thing for them. They don't really know what it is. Right. Even. So what do I see on the IGN boards in light of the, you know, debut of the Ghost in the Shell movie? I have no idea how that's doing financially at the box office. Oh, has it, it come should, out? It should be said. Yeah, it came out this weekend. Oh. I have no idea how it's doing. Some reviews I've seen have been mixed, but the, that has been from the fanboy populace. So right. I don't know what a, just a standard movie-going audience will think. But uh, yeah, basically this video of Japanese people saying like whitewashing isn't really a thing. Coupled with actually IGN interviewed Mamoru Oshii, the director of the original uh, anime, say it properly. <laughs> and he basically said the same thing. He's like, I didn't see a big deal. I don't understand when anybody's all like worked up about right um because he lives in japan and these people being interviewed in this movie or in this in these videos also live in japan so what happens when those interviews are over they skip and trail out down the street surrounded by billboards and magazines and television monitors that all show japanese people it's true of course the ign board is filled with people who just want to throw up these yuda videos it's like see it's not a thing people just won't let us have any fun type of thing (laughs) and i'm like listen I, we all know I have trotted out defenses for whitewashing because I want to see these things get made. And it's a sort of pessimistic pragmatism on my part that thinks these things will not get made if they don't put fucking Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson in them. Does that suck? Yes. But I want to see the thing more. And it's easy for me to say as a piece of cishet white male scum. I understand that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. It's all true. I do not discount the experiences of people who this really bothers. And I don't have an answer to reconcile those things in myself or in Hollywood. But be that as it may, don't trot out some, like, video of Japanese people validating your shitty worldview. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you're not... using it as, like, a, a very weak crutch to be like, see, it's not a thing. All you SJWs, all you pieces of shit. Um, but... That's the problem when you pick and choose um, the bits that, that work in your defense, right? You have to take that, that video as a whole, which is when you're in Japan, there is a lot of media that show people of Japanese descent on things and in things and doing things and being alive you and see in the world people who look like you all over the place yeah so when you said what do you what do you think about whitewashing they're gonna go what are you talking about <laughs> japanese you, people are all over the billboards what do you mean and stuff white, what is this whitewashing i understand i even have my own levels of shittiness because i allow my desire to see to see these things get made overtake the need for justice or what have you representation yes i'm old and crusty enough that i do believe that these things will not get made without that and are they getting better yes they are and that's good and it's super baby steps and it's not moving as you know progress is a marathon not a sprint as i always say it's not enough (laughs) and i'm like that's our that's our difference that's that's (laughs) me and kate in a nutshell jordan's like it's getting it is getting better yeah, so the Asian people are all in the supporting roles right now, and they're not going to be put on the poster, and that sucks. Yep. But the thing wouldn't get made if you didn't put the star then front center. Then we need to find better ways of doing things. You got an answer? You know how that is? Not, I'm not paid for that. <laughs> I'm going to have to put it on the board if I, if I bring up an answer here. But there you have it. So I don't... Even while I can say that, like... I think whitewashing is sometimes a necessary evil to th- see the things get made. Mm-hmm. 
I have a bigger problem with shitty people who want to use silly videos to <laughs> prop up their dumbness. I sometimes get freaked out by um, severe ideology ideological differences i just spent a weekend with someone who i have like very opposing views to it was very weird it's a weird experience it is and uh uh thank you for doing your good work of going out there and trying to prevent them from because i listen i'm never the first one out the gate yeah to like engage with these fools i just let them do what they're do their thing and do whatever but there's a there's a homie on the uh, on the ign boards i'll shout him out lonray not right for president. He's the dude who will get in there. And he's just like, I don't know why I keep arguing. He's like from Nigeria, originally from Nigeria. He lives in London now. Um, and he's just like, I don't know why I keep arguing this with y'all. But here's the thing. Whitewashing is a thing. Representation matters. Blah, blah, blah. If you grow up being made to think that you are inferior because you go through your life seeing, never seeing anybody that looks like you. You start to become the thing that you've been told you are and blah, blah, blah. And then what happens? Some like, you know, libertarian type is like, where are the facts? Are there any facts about this? You show me some facts. So Jordan throws in, uh, let me Google that for you and just drops a link in there. <laughs> I think that should just be one of our catchphrases now. Let me Google that oh, for you. It's a fantastic you. site. Um, it's let me Google that for you. It's just a site that goes to Google. Uh, or I saw an image. It was like the more, you know, yes, rainbow and yeah. it just says fucking Google it. Like, <laughs> Cause then some, some other guy chimed in and was like, it's really not Lon Ray's job to like, it's not his job to educate you about this. If you care, like yeah. go look anyway, we are off the rails on that. But anyway, weave tears are delicious. Uh, stop complaining about death note. It was shit in the first place. It's weird. Weave tears. Whitewashing is re- is real. Don't. Try and justify that it isn't. And Weeb Tears taste a really weirdly like uh, cola. And like hockey crumbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But especially that cola thing. Surprisingly refreshing. And one more thing I have to shout out before we move on. Um, had talked before briefly in one of my musical geek downs about a J-pop band called Especia, which was the uh, the city pop vaporwave 80s type of uh idol group and we had talked about them before on the show and i had mentioned they were five piece and then they like we're moving to tokyo and three of them were like yeah i can't afford to move to tokyo Whoops. and they did not go and they kind of changed their style and put in a third person there and yeah that lasted about six months and then the decision was made for them to disband and as of today specia has officially disbanded I have more than a few feels about this, because even though I'm like Queens Till I Die, they actually brought me a lot of joy. I would even go so far as to say that, like, musically, yeah, song for song, yeah, Specia better than Perfume. What? Perfume have the cult of personality around it yeah. type of thing. But yeah, just the, the music that they made, especially in like the up to Gusto, which was their first album, leading up to just before Carta, which was their second album. And the assorted EPs and remixes and whatnot. Like, listen, Bruno Mars, like, destroyed the world six months ago with 24 karat magic, whatever, by basically doing a species of songs. Like, this was the music they were already doing. And, and you know, 90s music. Yes. And, like, 808 cowbell sounds and things like that. Yeah. As is tradition, every idol group career ends with, like, the best of. Yeah. Um, so they put out their, like, final compilation and... <clears throat> has a lot of old songs redone with the three of them and a handful of new songs and a few of the new songs hit the uh 
hit the hit SoundCloud early, and I think I actually played one for you because it sounded exactly like "Ain't It Fun" by right by Paramore. I never really listened to the lyrics because they're singing in English and they are complete sentences, but Haruka's, yeah. Haruka's accents kind of kind of thick. Yeah, I caught what they were, what she was actually saying, which was on the last chorus. The song's called "Just Go," so yeah. it was already like, oh, I wonder what that's about. Goodbye, we tried, but it was harder than we thought. Oh my god! Right? It's like, oh my god, you poor children, you just tried so hard. That is so sad. You lost three members and you kept trying and it didn't work out and it's a song about failure and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> clutching my pearls. So uh, I love you, Haruka, Erica, and even, what tells her name? Mia, you were around for six months, whatever. Yeah, you had a shot, you gave you, it your best. You, you didn't try as much. Um Monari, my favorite from the five member days, is Loki doing a solo career. Nah, stuff's been all right. But. Was this was one of those girls the one who used to just like do her own thing, kind of? They were terrible dancers. Yeah, terrible performers. Yeah, that's and I mean, yeah, musically they may have been better performers. They ain't touching the queens. Few no. pe- few people are, but <laughs> anyway, yeah, they, like they're even given. They have this like neon sign of their logo. Like they gave that away at the fan club. <laughs> it was like a. <laughs> clearance sale wow. at their last show and it's like the fan club after party <laughs> we're giving away the fucking sign like everything must go um so yeah uh, girls i hope you wake up today feeling free feeling free and feeling that you did even you may not have accomplished everything you wanted to but hey there are there are fools in as far away as canada who will still keep banging that especia you know, you know what else people will continuously root for forever. And sorry if anybody's got a lead on Primavera, their re- their record store day Japan uh, exclusive from like two years ago. It's got the foolish remix on it. You hit hit me up with that. You please. know, no one knows what you're talking about, right? Absolutely no one. But on the off chance someone's scanning hashtags and this comes up, <laughs> get get at me, dog. What else do people want to root for, Caitlin? Power Rangers. This has gotten a, that movie's gotten an alarming amount of positive reviews. I know. As recently as from somebody, a coworker who I saw today on my way back from the record show. Right, right. I did not expect. They're already talking about sequels. Oh yeah. I did not expect it to do that well. <laughs> we did not see this coming. No. Um. So kind of good for them. Yeah, like, that that might be that might be the bane of uh, ScarJo's existence this weekend. Power Rangers Power might just Rangers. stomp that box office. Actually. Which is just... It's Sunday. Let's have a look. So real-time correction here. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell did not come out this weekend. comes out next weekend. Which may be why the Power Rangers are doing so well. Well, they're both going to have a bigger problem, which I forgot about when oh. talking about these box office things. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is still killing everything. Is it? Right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. According I haven't to, seen it yet. According to current figures from Box Office Mojo, uh, Beauty and the Beast is pulling in 88 million this weekend power rangers is pulling in 40 yeah it's so 40 million yeah, it's a decent huh. it's a decent pull yeah it's other, true other weekends that that would have been number one just that's true not with beauty and the beast so we'll see how that goes uh next weekend for scarjo but yeah power rangers uh friend co friend and co-worker i met up with leah who i went to the record show with was going to see a movie at the tiff lightbox with our other co-worker, Greg. And, yeah, Greg was saying the Power Rangers was actually really good. I've like, heard surprisingly. that from co-workers that they, um, they thought it was good. And it's we're all surprised. And I've just been coming across articles about how good it is, actually. 
and like sequels and all of that. So good for you, Power Rangers. Good for you, Power Rangers. Other things that have sort of just been in the news, it seemed to kind of explode again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justice League. Oh, right. Just a lot of Justice League. There's another trailer. There's some spots. Yippity-dee. I kind of just wish it would come out and go away already. (laughs) I'm not even looking at these things anymore. Can you just come out and suck and go away again? Yeah, basically. I watched it. It was fine. It was fine? Nothing exciting? Didn't get me, like, amped up. It was a lot of stuff we already saw in the sizzle reel from Comic-Con last year. And... <sighs> Can Captain Marvel just come in already? No. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Yeah, it's fine. Aquaman riding the Batmobile. <laughs> I, s- I saw something about that. And it almost tempted me <laughs> to to watch it, but then I was like, nah, I'm they're, not going to. They're trying to be lighter hearted with it, but I mean, at the end of the day, it looks like a freaking Zack Snyder movie, and it's like, meh. 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 Um, oh, that was the other trailer that dropped this week. Friends friends and fam got their first look at the uh, the Attack on Titan trailer for the second season. Oh, really? After like three years or whatever the hell it's been. Yeah. I don't care. How's the Attack on Titan trailer? It was brown. It was brown? Everything in Attack on Titan is fucking brown. Like, the clothes are brown, the streets are brown, the buildings are brown, everything's brown. Um, Although, uh, some some Titan threw a fucking horse at a dude, so that was pretty... That's kind of cool. That was pretty dope. I'm going to watch it to be part of the conversation, probably, but, like, listen, I'm kind of... You done with the... It ain't my jam, like... It was definitely a gateway drug getting me back in. Like, yeah. Attack on Titans on Netflix. Oh, and by the way, further Netflix update, y'all. Uh, One Punch Man is now on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, Train to Busan is apparently on Netflix. Yes, as I well. saw that as so well. All things that have been talked about on the Geek Down. So if you were like, "This sounds really good," but I don't know where to watch it. Now you know. You know. Now you know where it's you can watch Netflix. it. It's Netflix. They're actually. I think they're just listening to the show now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Get our own Geek Down sub sub channel on Netflix. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Attack on Titan on Netflix was definitely like a gateway drug into getting me back into anime to the level I am now in. And it was fine at the time. But in retrospect, I have seen so much better stuff since. Like Caminari and the Iron Fortress? Yeah. <laughs> I would really just much rather have them <laughs> do that. Or uh, studio, same studios doing Ancient Magus Bride, I guess. Huh. Which I've heard good things about. Cool. Um. Anyway, the anime talk. But yeah, Justice League looks meh. All right. I, I mean, I hope. I hope. Well, <laughs> I want them. I don't even hope. I don't think so. I just thought it was interesting that it's just one trailer can produce that many articles. Like, I literally saw like oh, seven you, articles you, about. You heard the, the surging rev of the hot take machine firing up. Yeah. Once that trailer dropped. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what the consent, the hot take consensus is. I saw one thing. I saw one article that was like, just give the movie a chance. <laughs> just give it a chance. That's what they said about Trump. <laughs> Let's not go that far. <laughs> Affleck's doing his best. Um, but yeah, I think that's all of the So all who are is. you fooling by not putting Superman in the trailer? I know he died at the end of Batman versus Superman. Well, sorry, spoiler. Uh, he's in all the goddamn posters. Like, we know he's going to be in it. You can put him in the trailer. It's fine. Maybe they were telling people or trying to make it uh, safe for people who aren't watching trailers or seeing posters right now, Jordan. Like me, the only person who is not watching trailers. You know what trailer you should watch? What? Fargo season three. Well, see, I, that I can because it's a television show. You should watch that. Those for the rules. Super amped for, for Fargo season three. 
You, you and McGregor playing twins. I know. I saw that. That was actually really cool. Um, this has been kind of meandering, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, we do that from time to time. We do that from it's time a special to time. episode. We can do whatever we want. It is. And we will move on to the special part of this special episode uh, when we come back after this break. It's single topic this week. And uh, yeah, it's probably going to get mad spoilery. So a lot of you are probably going to leave after this. So thanks for coming out. We really appreciate it. We actually usually do this part before the second half, but we might as well just do it now. Let's do it now. But if you're, uh, if you're, if you are coming back to join us for our discussion of Kimi no Nawa, we will get started with that in just a moment. What's up, Geeky Dees? Welcome back to the second portion of the show. Normally, this is the part of the show where Caitlin and I would discuss the things we each brought each other. Not today, friends. Nope. Episode 60. Had to do something... A little bit special. Had to do something a little bit special. We'll get to that in a moment, though, but first we have rules. We do have rules, though they don't really apply now, do they? Yeah, kind of. There's no rule of three. No, because we just watch the whole thing. Normally, we would watch three of something if it ran in installments, but not an issue here because it's a movie. And the second rule is hashtags for the pod, which we did do. We did do. We have no idea what each of us thought of this thing. And the third rule is less a rule than a policy. There will be spoilers. Yar. Pro spoiler podcast. And we will have to get into them here. Yes. So. Spoilery movie. Super spoilery. If you never have any plans on seeing this movie... Or if you have seen this movie and you want to know what we thought about it, hang out. If you think you might want to see this movie and you want to be completely surprised, listen, we know I'm kind of a pro-spoiler person. Yeah. I kind of liked having some things surprised for me yeah. as I went in this movie. You may as well. If you are definitely an anti-spoiler person, you need to get out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to go. We already told you this beforehand, so we're surprised you stuck around. <laughs> we don't know why we're still here, to be honest. But, but really, you've got to go. When the music hits, you got to get out. So here we are. Episode 60. Not really momentous, but kind of. Kind of. Somewhat momentous. Somewhat momentous. We were due for a single topic episode. This has been out there. This has come out on the show, up on the show more than a few times. Mm-hmm. It is now starting to make its way into North America. In fact, if you're from Toronto, you can see it on April 7th in theaters. Yeah. It is the highest grossing anime of all time in the world. Makoto Shinkai's Kimi no Nawa, known in English as your name. So we have talked about this movie on more than one occasion just for, we would keep hearing stories about the box office behemoth that this thing was becoming. And all the records it was smashing as it went through the town. What are, what are some, what are some of them is the fourth highest movie, movie, just movie, period in Japan, eighth highest animated movie. Right. I don't know how that math adds up, but these are just the stats I saw. It's on wiki, so it must be true. Definitely the highest grossing anime in the world. That is... Sitting on a cool 328 million US dollars, not yen, USD. USD. So this movie is from 44-year-old director, writer, editor, all around. Graphic designer? He's a triple threat. Uh, Makoto Shinkai, who got his start, as Kate said, as a graphic designer, kind of working for video game companies, decided he wanted to kind of get into making anime. I did not know this because I've seen this and it fucking punched my heart apart. Right? He did a short yeah. called She and Her Cat. 
Yeah. Which got uh, expanded into a four-part short series. Like, they're each, like, 15 minutes each. It's basically the art of racing in the rain as as anime. Right. It's like a cat who knows he's dying, who wants to make sure his owner is okay, because she's clearly depressed coming out of a breakup. Uh. And it's told from the cat's perspective. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the correct response, because that's what my life was in the hour I watched it one rainy Monday morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. So that's how he kind of got a start. He did this short called Me and Her Cat. Or, sorry, She and Her Cat. Not Me and Her Cat. I wish it was Me and Her Cat. The, cat, the cat's amazing. Um, it was like a five-minute short. Won some Grand Prix Award for Emerging Animators. He was still working for the video game company. Started kind of thinking he wanted to do something else. He drew a concept picture of a girl in a spaceship cockpit holding a cell phone. This became his self-made work, Voice of a Distant Star, which I've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. It's come up on the show. But the girl who has to go off to fight a space war, and she keeps sending emails to her friend back home. But because yeah. it takes like three years for them to get there, he is aging up while she is not. Yes, that's right. We will see threads here yep. as we start to get into your name. It seems Makoto Shinkai is very much into ideas of memory and time travel, timelines. Timelines, yeah. That sort of thing. Um, and yeah, he did... A couple other things, and then, yeah, out of nowhere comes Your Name, which apparently was made for a very modest type of budget. Wow. We're going to get into that. Because <laughs> it's gorgeous, but we'll get into that. Um, so what do we have? We have, we'll just go from, like, what you see in the trailer, which is what I thought this movie was going to be, and then we'll just uncork it and talk about what these things, the things this movie actually is. Right. So when you watch the trailer for this movie, you are basically led to believe that it's just a kind of... Body swapping rom com type of thing. There's like a yeah. comet that's zipping by the earth, and this country girl named Mitsua and this city boy named Taki wake up in each other's bodies. And this happens periodically. Yep. And they kind of live each other's lives every so often, leave notes for each other, leave a little daily emails for what yep. they did that day so yep. they don't fuck up completely as they, you know, know what the relationships are with the people in their lives, yep. where their school and their work is, things of that <laughs> yes. things of that sort. Um, and when you watch the trailer, you think that's just what it is. It's just like, oh, and they're obviously, they're going to fall in love or they're going to get together and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That is not what this is. No, <laughs> no. What's really interesting about this film is in the first 15 minutes, you, my thought was, this movie really, like, it's too good looking to just be this. Like, it really... It, it's got to be more. It's so nice I, to watch an anime that had money behind it. I'm so used to these like threadbare <laughs> TV productions, which yeah. like, listen, I'm not shitting on it. I know y'all are working your asses off on them and like killing yourselves to make them. But to watch something with like a theatrical budget. <gasps> I, I can't God. even. I think this is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Like from the first shot where the comet like comes through the clouds and you see like the clouds like swell and pop as the comet breaks through the atmosphere but even just like it'd be like a streetcar and it was like the most the beautiful yeah. streetcar i've ever seen or it's it'll frequent be shots of like trains going by each other and and or there'll be like a mailbox it's like the most beautiful mailbox <laughs> i've ever seen um a tomato being sliced yeah it just the the i don't know how to explain it it was there was um Part times when they're like the realism almost like it was so well done there was like a bit of realism there mm-hmm. um 
And then they, there was funny things where the, the kids would be complaining about living in a small town and it was like the most beautiful shot of a lake. <laughs> I would give anything to live there. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a, a heron in the background or something or like a hawk. Um, it's like the most beautiful scenery you've ever seen. Um, and I think that was done probably for some funny effect, but also just to sort of show off this the, this art style. It, it was amazing. The I still mo- can't get over it. The moment I have in my notes. And so the, uh, the country girl, Mitsua, you learn more about her family as it goes along. Her mother has passed. Her dad kind of like peaced out. And she lives with her grandmother at a Shinto shrine. Yes, that's right. And the dad is basically like... There's a flashback later in the movie that shows the father arguing with the grandmother and the father was like, that's all her side of the family. I got nothing to do with that. Blah, blah, blah. And he like goes off because he wants to be the mayor of the town or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the grandmother teaches the daughters, Mitsua and her sister, Yotsua. I can't remember her Yotsua. name, but her sister is amazing. Um, <laughs> teaching them about, there's light touches of like Shinto philosophy and there are terms in there that I do not remember and I'm not going to try to summon, but the threads that connect people, she like braids and the threads cords, of time and there's a scene of her and her sister, like doing this like Shinto performance yes. in the temple. And I was just watching that. Like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Um, even her chewing up the rice and spitting it into the cup was like, yeah, beautiful. something with like, it's how they it's make the how sake. They used to make sake. You basically chew up rice and spit it in back into like a box and then it ferments. And then that's what makes the alcohol. And, and then you offer it to the gods. Yeah. And so, and then Taki's life is kind of standard. Yeah. But it's more... In the first part of the movie, It's you're really seeing it through... Mitsu is your POV. Yeah. Taki, I didn't really have a sense of, aside from like, haha, he wakes up in a girl's body and... Feels her gra- boobs. Grabs her boobs. <laughs> Although, to be fair, she woke up in a dude's body and grabbed his dick. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You love equality. And initially, again, you think it's just going to be this thing where like... They're in each other's lives and they're making each other's lives better. The city girl is making the city, or sorry, the country girl is making the city boy less gruff. Yes. He kind of is starting this relationship with this girl at work. He's a waiter. Yeah. Um, with this girl at work who he kind of likes and Mitsua kind of, you know, knows ladies a little better. So he's making her more, making him more of a ladies man. And like the notes she leaves with like the smiley faces and the hearts and the sparkles and stuff. And I will say, I did think the voice actor playing Taki yeah. did a great job of like, Switching it up, yeah. When feminizing himself more, and the and the the way even when um, uh, she's in in his body, and the way he's like sitting on the bed, and it's such a girly way to like sit on the bed, or like or when he's in her body, yeah. and she's like mans man spreading, <laughs> yeah. and her friend is like the, the skirt, close the skirt, but yeah, even bits with like like the pronoun, yeah, Japan Japan's a gendered language, yep. Watashi is traditionally what it might be somewhat formal, but it's like it's like it's the feminine first person pronoun. Mm-hmm. Boku tends to be the casual male pronoun. Is when you read Murakami, you learn about this because you don't get the sense in like a book like Harbo Wonderland where it switches narrators. Yeah, like it's a subtle thing in Japan where one character uses Boku and another character uses Watashi. Um, so yeah, there's that moment where she Mitsua in Taki's body goes through like five pronouns before she gets to the one that's like appropriate with like, <laughs> and she speaks in like a dialect. Oh yeah, she's like country girl. Yeah. Um, and that's the type of things they'll leave notes to each other about. You know, watch the dialect. 
she's yeah. like, she's like keep your legs closed he's like watch the dialect <laughs> like and obviously so mitsua sets up taki on this date with the with what the hell is her name she got a fantastic hat collection though every time yes, you see she her, does every it's time amazing. you see her her hats are just and on shoes. point okudera okudera senpai shoes okudera senpai can dress yeah she can it's got some hats she, she's one of those women who like always has sparkles and glow around her you know she is she's that basic chick from terrace house everybody got mad at me for adding <laughs> on instagram um so he sets her up with this date and they switch back and taki's like i have no idea what's happening and Mitsuo left her all these notes, and Mitsuo was kind of a little irritated. Yeah. Mitsuo kind of wanted, was really looking forward to going on this date. Mm-hmm. And as Taki is on the date, Okudera even is kind of like, you used to have a crush on me, didn't you? She's like, I don't think you do anymore. I think you like someone else. Yeah. And you think to yourself, like, well, here we go. It's just, you know, I'm having a good time. This is fine. Yeah. But it's... You know, we're just, it's just a wrong, even when I would hear all these stories about the box office, having seen the trailer, I was like, really? Like this much for just like a soapy teen kind of rom-com that looks really nice. Even, okay. So before we get into like where it makes a shift, right? Mm. I could just, I honestly, I can't get over how good looking this movie (laughs) is. My moment of this is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, um, specifically animated is when the teacher is writing on the chalkboard yeah and the the hand movement is so so precise precise and just beautiful like i could just watch it i could loop it over and over again so there's actually like a concept in fandom both japanese and american fandom um it's a term called sakuga okay it's thrown out for like anime appreciators of like that moment where like the animation quality kind of like kicks up a notch yeah as like it's like oh that got really good that was like a sakuga yeah something where like she's clearly it looks she's making the specific hand motions that she would take to write that character that would be like a sakuga moment and it did it's the first time i've ever noticed it i noticed the same thing i was like her hand is just like moving so fluidly it was also an important moment because they talk about um Sundown or evening? Twilight. Twilight. That's the subtitle right. is Twilight. Twilight. I cannot remember the Japanese term. But. Um, and how it also, it's also, who are you? Is that, or what are you? Mm. Um, which, of course, br- brings that into the story because that's in the notebook. Yes. At that very moment, she sees that no- note of who are you. It's one of the first times they've switched bodies, yes. Yeah. And as Taki has fumbled his way <laughs> through her life, tying a lazy ponytail into her hair and... <laughs> And acting really weird, according um, to her friends. He just scrawls, who are you, in her notebook. And when she when they switch back, that's the first thing she notices. So, yeah. Uh, Okudera kind of calls Taki on, you know, I think you'd like someone else. It's cool. You know, we'd still be friends. You know, whatever. Yeah. Taki tries to call Mitsua, which at that point, I remember thinking, yeah, why the fuck didn't you just do that earlier? <laughs> Turns out the movie is aware of that somebody might ask that question. Yeah. Because what we come to find out is that last call... If you're just curious, not only are they swapping bodies, they are swapping across time. And when Taki jumps into Mitsuo's body, it is three years before. Yes. And we discover this because when Taki cannot get through, he starts thinking about, at this point, is he forgetting her? Like... Uh, he, he's forgetting bits and pieces. Yeah. They keep, they keep forgetting each other. Yeah. Um, and it'll be like, they'll forget, they'll, they'll they'll know something then all of a sudden it's sort of like they just can't remember and that gets kind of that gets kind of wonky and fast and loose and seems to get trotted out 
for convenient plot sake at sometimes. It's not yeah. enough to make me care, but it's like that might have been a little inconsistent. So Taki's just got this like itch and he wants to find her. Yeah. He's like, I just got to find this girl. And Okudera and actually a fr- his co-worker, classmate, a couple friends go with A couple him. friends. To this town called Itomori, which uh, they kind of poke around the south of Japan, can't really find where it is. And Taki has been drawing things he remembers yeah. from being in Mitsuo's life, including this kind of trip he went with the grandmother and the sister with to, so as Caitlin said, in this Shinto ritual, they chew up rice and spit it out and make this kind of like really traditional like sake. And then they go and they leave it for the gods. So there's a, for this area and for their shrine, there's like a holy place. It's kind of like a cave under a tree type of thing. Yeah. That's where the god lives and that's where they go to leave it. Taki was in Mitsuo's body when this happened and it's kind of in this like cratery looking depressed lake field type of thing yeah so he while he is forgetting some details he has a very distinct memory of that and he draws this and they're at some diner and somebody the waitress sees it and she's like oh my husband was from itamori and they go and they look and then they go to itamori and turns out eh, the town had been destroyed yeah and everybody died yeah destroyed by by this, this a comet. comet that you keep hearing about split when it broke the atmosphere yeah and Again, in another moment where it's like, duh, holy shit, you just see the utter destruction of this town. Yeah. <laughs> from a meteor shower. Which was horrifying. Kind of, yeah. And they didn't, they come to find out that Mitsua, her family, her friends, they were all killed. And and it has a, like a plaque with names, right? There's the, it was a book. It was a book. There was yeah. a record of all the, all the people who had passed and Taki finds, finds her name in there. And the last moment where their Taki kind of remembers to try and... They have not switched back no. since this moment, um, since before that moment, right around the time of the date. Um, Taki tries to find the place where they left this sake, this home of the god, whatever. And Taki goes there by himself, finds the sake that Mitsua and her sister had left. Drinks, drinks it. it, which I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a traditional thing. I just feel like that was in someone else's mouth, and now it's <laughs> you're just drinking backwash that's been sitting there for three years. Yeah, um, he drinks it, and then he slips, slips and falls. Yeah, something like that. Um, oh, and that's again. Yeah, he goes on a psychobilly freakout. That's what it is. He yeah. kind of slips and falls, and you just see all this stuff. It changes to more of a, like a color pencil style mm-hmm. animation style again gorgeous oh yeah and wakes up in mitsuo's body they have switched again and that was the moment my first feels propped up as he's just like hugging himself in her body yeah because he's so overjoyed that they switched again yeah and as you're as you're getting the feels (laughs) the sister walks in and sees him grabbing (laughs) her grabbing her own boobs and crying and the sister's like nope not today Yeah. Can't do it today. I love this sister so much. She added this um, comic relief without being stupid. If that makes any sense, it does. like she's just general, gen, like her her dialogue is just genuinely funny. Just oh, good, you're not touching your boobs today. <laughs> like she's just a funny kid. Um. So, oh yeah. So now we have Taki in Mitsuo's body knows that the town is going to be destroyed. Yeah. And working with Mitsuo's friends to try and get everybody. Yeah, out of the town. Yeah. And we don't need to go plot point by plot point. After that, there is a moment where they end up in the same spot in different times. You realize that on the day of the date, 
or what Mitsuha thought would be the day of the date, yeah. not knowing that it was there was a time jump happening. Mm-hmm. She randomly went to Tokyo and, of course, ends up finding Taki. Taki yep. has no idea who she is because it's, it's not three years before. Yeah. Um, and he get Mitsuha says, you know, like, my name is Mitsuha. Don't forget my name. My name is Mitsuha. And kind of throws this ribbon that you've seen her tying her hair with all the time. Yeah. Which turns out to be this bracelet that he's been, he's had on his wrist the entire movie. And it's like. (laughs) Yeah. Feels. So many feels. There may have been slight tears too. Slight. I just like, you know, when you get that like like, sensation on the back of your jaw where you're like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Um, And there was a moment where they were both in the same spot at this twilight moment that Caitlin talked about. Yeah. And they were able to speak to each other. In this in-between time. And then the the name thing. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, oh, God. Yeah, where they write their names on each other's palms. Yeah. And gets like one line of Mitsuwa's onto Taki's hand. Or is it the other way around? I don't remember. Um, It's it's one line into uh, Taki's hand. And then I'm pretty sure Taki writes. Taki wrote his whole name. One of them wrote their whole name. Doesn't he write I love you? Oh, I don't know if he does. I'm pretty sure it's I love you. All right. Maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah. You're going with that? Yeah, I'm going with that. Okay. That's what I'm pretty sure I read because I was curious if that was the full name or not. Mm. Or, yeah. Um, so then, yes, Mitsuha, Mitsuha and her friends basically <laughs> bomb a power plant. Yeah. To try and get everyone out of the town. And some stuff happens. Uh, the comet does still hit, but not as severely as it did originally. And everybody's kind of safe. But... No one remembers anybody. No. Taki has gone through his life since. I think it jumps again five years into the future. Mm-hmm. He's at a high school. He's at a high school. He's looking for a job. Um, and always has this sense that, like, there's a part of him that is missing and should not. He should have that he does not. He does not know what it is. And he's nagged by this. Will they find each other again? Leave that for you to discover, listeners. Really? Because we spoiled the whole rest of the movie for them. I don't think they care at this point. And I think it's, you know, I don't think a movie makes $328 million. I don't think think it becomes the highest grossing anime movie ever by being a total (laughs) sad ending. But um, it doesn't give you everything, which I I respected. It gave you, like, enough. Though, even the ending, I was kind of like, really? (laughs) You wanted your big... No, I just kiss and swing through the. No, when they first, you know what I'm talking about. When they 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 see each other. Oh, on the bridge. Yeah, and then when they see each other on the stairs, and they're like, "Mm." they pass by each other twice, and you're like, Like, fucking turn around. Then they kind of get it. Like that was just made me. I was just wanted to punch. I wanted to punch things. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then I had some. I had some slight issues with. I like some of the the way they intercut the scenes, mm. um, especially right at the beginning. Um, beginning is a little confusing because there he has he has jumped at the beginning, but then hasn't. Yes, uh, I'd have so, to watch it again. So or is what, it her waking up and being freaked out? No, that she's. Uh, it's it, it's her her, but it's really Taki waking up in her body and the boob thing, mm. touching her boobs. That's like one of the first scenes, and then when she comes down for breakfast, it's. Mitsuha, Mitsuha, yeah, not him. And they're saying things like, "Oh, you're normal today." Type yeah. Um, so that was sort of that was cut weird. Yeah, I remember. Being I, I figured that I thought they could have done it in a better way. And then the version I watched gave this sort of like weird theme. 
it was like a musical theme. No, that's in there. Where they treat the opening credits like yeah. it's the open of a TV show, yeah. Which was really weird. It's a weird choice, yeah. It was very, very strange. I didn't mind it, but... I thought it was strange. I didn't like it. I figured that they could have done a better opening. Um, and it's not a TV show. It's a movie. And so... it does kind of spoil things for the movie. Yes, because it you does. see them at the different age points. Yeah. Mitsuwa goes through a few hairstyles throughout. She has short hair. She has longer hair. Yeah. When she's older and like you see them at different... You see them at the different points in their lives that they will go through in the movie... But in the first, like, five minutes while well, you have this, like, musical number. Yeah. An opening credit scene. So done, I think like, a traditional TV anime. But. They could have done more, like, dreamy things. Or, you know what? Just give me, like, a minute of uh, pretty uh, comet going through the sky and I would have been very content. <laughs> Caitlin was much... <laughs> Even the small detail of, like... And, of course, you know, why wouldn't he? You know, this is made by Japanese people who live there. But, like, when you see, like, the news anchor talking about, like... Yeah. Well, the comet's actually going to reach here, blah, blah, blah. She's <laughs> holding this stick with, like, a star and a little thing on the end of yeah. it. And it's like, I was like, that's so Japanese. Like, it's such a nice detail. That is totally what a news program about this comet would be like. It yeah. would be a pretty girl with a stick with a star on it showing Where the arc of, of this yeah. comet. And, like, I just, I think there's a scene and they cut through different things. And, like, one of the things is, like, a dandelion. And I was like, that is the most beautiful dandelion I have ever seen. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's a real pretty movie and it's a, it's a good story. I mean, it's a lot better than the lake house. Um, what? What's the lake house? It, that it's like the exact same. Oh, it's, it's, the exact it's, thing? it's, it's with, um, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Oh my God. And they're, they both stay at this lake house and write letters back and forth to one another, but they're like a year apart or something. Yeah. That's, that's... And then he saves her life. Yep, um, it's, oh my god, it is the or, sh- or she saves his like one of them to change time so that they can be together. Yeah, don't watch the lake house. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, watch this instead. It's much prettier. It's uh, it's in. We know. We know. I'm a harder grade. Oh yeah, we've got to grade this. Mm. I'm giving it a nine. Uh, 8.5. 8.5 cuz they could have made some I was gonna, story changes. I was going to say yeah, I was going to say I was like I want to give it a 9, but I don't know. It's so I beautiful. Should. I can't even like I don't giving I, it an 8.5 does not say you should not watch this movie. You should go out and watch this movie immediately. Oh, absolutely. Like, you, if you like anime, if you don't like anime, whatever. It's the English dub is out. You can yeah. go see it. In Toronto, you got to go to the 1010 show. I'm sorry, but yeah. the 5 o'clock show is so out. But it is out there. Check your go to cineplex.com, Canadians, check your listings. Yeah. Friday the seventh, it is out there. See this movie. Um, because honestly, like I'm 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 wanna see it in theaters because it was just so beautiful and want my eyeballs to like bleed from the beauty. Um, but they could have made some storyboard changes. Like that's that's really what it is. I the voice acting was great. I don't know what the English dub is like. Um, because I watched the Japanese, uh, sub. I didn't like the trailer. Um. Or at least in the, tra- I've only seen the trailer in English and I did not. Yeah. Like Cause voice. I think they did a great job with the voices. And like you said, I think they did a really good job of making the voices more manly or womanly depending on whose body they were in. Yeah. Takia's Mitsuo and the kids are talking shit about her dad or something. Yeah. Just low key kicks a desk over at them yeah it was so good oh and those bitchy girls were so well done they were so bitchy um anyways it was a great movie yeah, it was a it was a super great movie and i'm glad we watched it i'm really glad we watched it so shouts to you makoto shinkai i don't know if you 
he doesn't think he deserves them. He has called them, quote, I know. he has called it, quote, an overestimation. These, these new Miyazaki, uh, labels that get thrown at him. He probably loves Miyazaki. He's like, he please does. don't hate me. <laughs> Castle in the Sky is his favorite on Yeah. He's probably like, I want him to hire me. I don't want um, him to hate me. So yeah, that is, that is out there in the world. Like I said, Canadians, April 7th. Check that out. It's coming up. You got to check it right now. You you still have time. Check local listings. Check that movie out. Updates. Do we have any? Uh, no. Um... I watched a few things. Oh, Chappelle's back. Chappelle? Oh, yes, right. He has a stand-up special on Netflix, right? He has two. He has two. One, he has two. Um, one was from Texas in 2015. One is from LA in 2016. So some of the material is a little dated. He's like making Ebola jokes and something. And it's, right. It's like, oh, right. That was a thing people oh, cared yeah. about. Yeah. They all freaked out about it. Um, in the woke 2017. Yeah. A lot of folks ain't going to be happy with all this. Okay. A lot of things he says, which is his job. Yep. It's what he does for a living. Yep. We know I am definitely one of these people who thinks everything is up for grabs when it comes to jokes. However, I do make the distinction that they should be funny. Yes. And the problem is 90% of the rape jokes, racism jokes, et cetera, et cetera, that are put out into the world are not that funny. Right. The jokes your bros make, they're not funny. No. The jokes Daniel Tosh makes, they ain't funny. No. It can be done but just most of the times it's not no i don't know that Chappelle always hits it um you know he drops the t-word for a transgender person in there at one point not really making a joke Hmm. um and he tells a lot of the rape jokes he's telling um oh oh he doesn't i'm not saying that like it's like a barrage of rape jokes for an hour but he is the LA show is tighter. The Austin, Texas show, I'm assuming is what going to see him now is mostly like where he's got some material in there, but then he kind of riffs for 10 minutes about if little Wayne was like a guest on CSI, which is actually really funny. That's actually got to be pretty funny. Um, But he's trying to reconcile, you know, he starts by telling a story about talking about Cosby at a show. Yeah. And a woman like getting up and yelling at him and, getting in his grill about it and you know she's she's yelling at him women suffer and he's like i'm trying to get out i know right the point he's making and i don't agree with this these are just some of the points he's making that like he's trying to work out that and for some people this is like a zero-sum game like you just can't mention cosby cosby is like evil and should be like put out to pasture but for him as a black man he's like you got to understand he was the first black man to win an emmy he was you know, he gave all this money for black kids to go to college. He had a number one primetime show on a major network and had a clinical psychologist on board. So they never showed a poor representation of a black person on the show. Right. They had, he was, he had the first cartoon with black characters that had wide noses and big lips. Like, yeah, I can't throw that legacy away. You know, he, he plays the gray areas, not always effectively, not always correctly. But if you're going in looking for ha-ha laugh, like what you remember from Chappelle's show, you might not get all of that, just, especially in Woke 20K, 2K17. So you're just putting a little bit of a warning sticker on this one. Ca- caveat emptor, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, you know, you may find some things triggering as loaded a word as that is. However, he still got that thing where he laughs at his own jokes and slaps the mic against his knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, 
Uh, so yeah, I've watched that. I have not watched more Iron Fist because why would I ever? Yeah, no, I haven't touched that. Um, however, I do think it's funny. I don't remember. Apologize if this is a repeat, friends. I know this is. I'm about to say word for word what I've said to friends, but I don't know if I've ever <laughs> said it on mic. Uh, Netflix clearly knows me at this point. Right. Like, just like how people keep on making things for me, Netflix is making things for you. So you would think on last Friday when Iron Fist was dropping that on my Netflix banner when I opened it, yeah. like that would have been the lead. That yeah. would have been like, bam. Hey, yeah. Jordan, what's up? Iron Fist. You watched all these other Marvel shows. Yeah. How about that Iron Fist, though? Got some of that for you. Know what was not on my banner? What was that? Iron Fist. Weird. You know what was on my banner? What? Something called Samurai Gourmet. <laughs> Samurai Gourmet. Yes. Um, so I actually, full disclosure, I know about this because Jordan and I had a lengthy conversation about Samurai Gourmet, but we don't think we had it on the air. <laughs> so we're going to recreate it now for y'all. Because yeah. friends, I watched the trailer to this. I think I showed it to Caitlin. It's basically about an old dude who's, old Japanese dude who's retired. Yeah. He doesn't really know what to do with himself and discovers the wonders of eating alone. And people mock him. And when people are rude in the <laughs> restaurants, yeah, apparently he summons a, like, uh, alter ego, a ronin wandering samurai, and kind of asks himself what that, what his alter ego would do. And that's how he deals with rude people in restaurants and whatnot. Yeah. He just wants to enjoy his meal. We will recall how much I enjoyed Tokyo Diner Midnight Stories, or just <laughs> yeah. really any Japanese show with food. So mm -hmm. I am here for this. Also seems like it's going to be very reminiscent of a anime short series that came out a couple of years ago, last year, I think, called Wakagozaki. Yes, you told me about that. Which is about a 20-year-old office lady who, 20-something office lady who just goes out to eat by herself and talks about the food and has a drink and goes, pshoo. I wonder if Japan is trying to boost their economy by getting people to go out for dinner all the time. It will work. Um, and we said about this show that we can't watch it unless we're eating something. No, I have to. Have you seen this place? Look how many groceries I bought this week. I'm I know. clearly geared up for <laughs> for some Samurai Gourmet. So updates on that next week, friends, because I'm definitely going to get into that if I can pry myself away from Borderlands. Which, by the way, I'm still greatly enjoying, but goddamn, everything in Borderlands takes like two hours to accomplish. Yeah, I believe it. The levels are so big. And you know how they, you know why it takes so long? Why? You'll fight your way through to something, mm -hmm. and then you'll get some echo message, some some voicemail message that'll be like, "Oh man, the door's locked. You're gonna have to go back and get the key." <laughs> just three quarters of the way from where he just came. <laughs> Fucking Borderlands. <laughs> cheap is cheap uh, AF. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. I think that is it. If you have a social and you would like to get at us, chances are we are on that on the Twitter at GeekDownPod, email GeekDownPod at gmail .com. Or on our Facebook group. Which, which is, is at www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pot. Let us word. know what's up. Let us know what you're watching. If you go see your name this week, let us know what you thought of it. And if you say something on the Facebook page, Caitlin will get back to you. I promise. Caitlin I will get back to you. I hopefully at this point have gotten back to the people <laughs> that wrote on the Facebook page like three weeks ago. Um, and if you are a patron, thank you. Thank you so much. Keep you, keep you stacked with goodies. And if you are not a patron and you would like to know what the hell Caitlin's been listening to, Lord knows I'm curious to find that out. That will be updated as well on the patron feed on Tuesday. 
as you are listening to this and you can find that and learn more information by going to patreon.com slash geekdownpod and yeah thank you so much for joining us for another episode friends we hope you dug it be back here next week for episode 61 my name is jordan ferguson and my name is caitlin mckinnon the theme song is by rob gasser and we hope you'll join us next week for another fantastic episode of the geek down pod see you then I'm just gonna fucking move this glass around. Well, I'm fucking, I'm all discombob. Discombob? That's what I get for trying to do stuff Dis-bob? before I do this. <laughs>